Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. In each episode, we cut through the noise to bring practical advice and macro research on today's shifting economic and market landscape. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode in our podcast series, Beyond Markets. My name is Perlin Wong, and I'm Head, Investment Promotion and Solutions Asia at Julius Baer. Today, we have with us Marian Mack, Head, Fixed Income Specialist, Hong Kong. Hello, Marian. Thank you for joining us today for this special Earth Day podcast. Hi, Perlin. I'm very glad to be here. This year's Earth Day theme is Invest in Our Planet, which of course is very apt for us in the investment community since we take investing very literally. And why should we invest in our planet? One word, scarcity. Marion, could you shed some light into what scarcity means for us in this context? Certainly, Perlin. We are talking here about resource scarcity which is the result of a rapidly growing global population with a huge appetite for natural resources. Research shows that we use resources equal to 1.75 times the Earth's regenerative capacity. This means many resources will run out at some point, so we need to both search for alternatives and change the way we consume to keep planet Earth inhabitable for all. Marion, can you tell me what we are focusing on right now in the bank that directly relates to the topic of scarcity? Well, Perlin, there are two themes that we focus on. First, we need to accelerate our transition to net zero carbon emissions, which means reducing our dependence on heavy oil and investing across the clean energy value chain. Second, We need to change the way we consume. We need to break away from the linear economic consumption model of take, make, use, dispose to the circular consumption model of take, make, use, reuse, or recycle. This is otherwise known as the circular economy. So, Marion, what you're saying is that our focus themes are clean energy and circular economy. Let's talk a little bit about both of these themes. Clean energy, what is this really? Clean energy is energy that, when used, does not pollute the atmosphere, creating little or no greenhouse gases. It is sometimes used interchangeably with renewable energy and green energy. There are some crossovers, but there are some small differences. Renewable energy comes from sources that are constantly and naturally renewed, such as wind power and solar energy, while green energy comes from natural resources, such as the sun and wind. That's really interesting, but how do we invest in this theme? We see investment opportunities across the renewable energy value chain, even as we prefer to take a diversified approach to participate in this growth of the overall clean energy theme. When it comes to specific segments, our research colleagues prefer the European renewable utility companies. What about the circular economy theme? What's the best way to gain exposure there? 
The circular economy theme is a structural growth story with strong regulatory support. We think slow and steady wins the race for this investment theme. In terms of sectors, we prefer packaging producers, waste management companies, and selected consumer goods companies. Great. Now let's say quickly to the topic of fixed income investing, which is your bread and butter. And I want to talk about it in the context of ESG or environmental, social and governance. In what way is ESG investing different for bonds compared to equities? Sure, Perlin. So ESG investing is spreading to all pockets of the fixed income markets. But in contrast to equities, bond investors' main ESG focus is on mitigating downside risk rather than capturing the upside potential. Marion, could you explain what the different ESG bond labels mean? I understand there are four main types, green bonds, social bonds, sustainability bonds, and sustainability-linked bonds. Of course. Except for sustainability-linked bonds, all the other ESG labels you mentioned, they're related to the use of proceeds of the bond issue. For green bonds, it means the use of proceeds is earmarked for green projects. For social bonds, the use of proceeds are for projects that promote social change. Sustainability bonds are basically a combination of green and social bonds in their use of proceeds. But for sustainability-linked bonds, they are a little different because they are not linked to the use of proceeds. Rather, the issuer sets up a specific ESG target to reach by a certain date. But if the issuer misses the target, the issuer will pay penalty such as a coupon step up. This is the latest kind of ESG bond label. Amongst the four, which category has been the most popular by issuance? In terms of issuance, green bonds are most common, accounting for over 50% of total issuance. For social bonds, we saw a surge in 2020 in response to the pandemic but slowed down a lot since last year because most pandemic-affiliated programs came to an end. For sustainability-linked bonds, being the newest label, we saw a massive jump in issuance last year. So it was about just $10 billion in 2020. And last year, it was as much as $100 billion in issuance. We expect this trend to continue this year, because investors favor sustainability-linked bonds given features of science-based targets and financial penalties, effectively holding issuers more accountable for their ESG plans and efforts. What is our approach at Julius Baer to recommending fixed income in the ESG space? Julius Baer has developed a proprietary methodology to evaluate ESG performance effectively splitting financial instruments into three categories. So we have traditional investment, responsible investment, and sustainable investment. This Julius Baer ESG methodology will be applicable not just for fixed income instruments, but across all applicable asset classes. Using this proprietary methodology, most instruments will be classified into an ESG risk or one of the three ESG categories. To help clients better understand the underlying ESG risks and opportunities related to their investments. For those instruments classified as ESG risk-related instruments, 
they will in general be excluded from our recommendations. So all of this is well and good, Marion, but as a fixed income specialist in Asia, what have you heard from our clients about ESG-based investing? Is it gaining more acceptance or are clients still skeptical? For sure, awareness on this sustainability is rising in Asia and media coverage is now very high. Based on my conversation with clients lately, there is definitely growing interest in this area, whether it's to properly incorporate ESG into their investment process or to kickstart conversation in this area. Market surveys also show that as much as two-thirds of our customers want to reflect ESG risks and opportunities in their investing. And I can only imagine this number to grow bigger from here. Finally, Marion, we have covered our focus themes for ESG today, which are clean energy and the circular economy, as well as the topic of fixed income investing. Let me close off by asking you what you envision to be the key factors helping or impeding the ESG trend. Disclosure and data challenges are the main challenges, I would say. For ESG ratings or scores provider, the data collection is for sure not easy. And for investors, sometimes the inconsistent or even conflicting ESG scores make it difficult to assess the issuer's ESG efforts. Another key challenge is greenwashing. And this is where issuers make use of certain marketing skills to window dress their ESG efforts so as to make them appear more ESG-friendly than they really are. Will regulations help, Marion, such as what the EU is doing, for example? Yes, indeed. Regulations continues to be one of the major driving forces for shaping the ESG trend. For example, the EU taxonomy came into effect in mid-2020 in an effort to provide a standard classification system to determine which investments are environmentally sustainable. And one of the goals for the EU taxonomy is to prevent greenwashing, as well as to help investors make greener choices. Also, we understand the EU is proposing to strengthen the reliability and comparability of ESG scores and ratings from 2023. And apart from this, I think the ever-growing client demand is another one of the fundamental driving forces behind the ESG trend. Thank you, Marion, for shedding more light into the multifaceted topic of ESG. At Julius Baer, we believe that sustainability is a journey and not about one day in a year. Nevertheless, Earth Day on April 22nd still serves a purpose, which we should remember. It was started back in 1970 in the US with the intent of dedicating one day in a year towards public recognition and respect of the environment. Let's all do our part today and every day of the year towards protecting and preserving the planet we inhabit. On behalf of all of us at Julius Bear, we wish all our listeners happy Earth Day. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for tuning in and goodbye. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. This is a podcast disclaimer. 
The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives or other products or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information.